Let me ask you, how often do you think about heaven? And when you do think about heaven, what comes to your mind? What do you imagine? What do you picture? Do you think about fluffy white clouds or people sitting around playing harps or pearly gates or people walking around in dazzling bleached white bathrobe looking outfits? Perhaps not, that's, that's not the picture you have. Maybe you think rather of a really long, drawn-out church service. You know, that worship service that just keeps going on and on and on. I don't know if you picture these things, and it is kind of funny to laugh and think about these things, but the truth is it's a little bit close to home. You see, what I've discovered from personal reflection and, and talking with people who are Christians is that in general, Christians have a pretty dim view of heaven. And that's not good on two levels. On one level, it's not good because if you are a Christian, you're probably not very excited about heaven if, if you do have a dim view of it. But secondly, if you have a dim view of heaven, you're not going to share it with others. You're not going to tell other people about it. Let me use this ex- illustration to try and help. Imagine with me that you have a holiday coming up. And I think we'd all agree that a holiday is something that we could and should typically look forward to, to being a part of. But on this particular holiday, you're not going somewhere you're excited about going, and you're not going to be doing anything that you're excited about doing. Now, if this was something that you were going through and, and, and you had a build-up towards, what I would imagine is there wouldn't be much anticipation or excitement about this, this upcoming holiday. And also, you wouldn't really tell anybody about it. You wouldn't be sharing it with others. And I think this kind of pictures a little bit of the problem with heaven. And so what I want to kind of start our time together today with is this thought that we, if we are Christians, need to have a better view of heaven. Randy Alcorn has a book called Heaven, and it's a really helpful resource for Christians. It's Bible-based and really solid, but what he says in one part in the book is that as long as the resurrected universe, he's talking about eternity in heaven, as long as that remains either undesirable or unimaginable, Satan succeeds in sabotaging our love for heaven. I agree with what he's saying. Satan is succeeding in sabotaging something that's really important, our love for heaven. So how should we think of heaven? There's so much that we could say. We could talk about, is heaven a physical place? And if it is, what's it like? What will we experience there? We could talk about what heaven is like presently and and what it will look like in the future when we have the new heaven and the new earth that's described in the book of Revelation in the Bible. But rather than turning our time together into some sort of theological lecture about heaven, I'd rather just simply start with this thought that heaven is the most desirable place in the universe. Now to help us picture this, I want to ask you to first imagine a place that is free from all sickness and pain and disease and ultimately from sin. Now, as you picture that place, I want to also ask you to picture some things that maybe you've experienced in this lifetime here. Picture the most beautiful landscapes that you've ever seen. Think also of the most vivid sunset or sunrise that you've seen. Think about the best moments that you've had with friends, the richest times of laughter, the the best moments of intimacy, the greatest celebrations that you've been a part of, the, the most dazzling cityscape that you've ever seen and the most beautiful architecture, the richest food, 
the most wonderful rush of exhilaration and excitement and adrenaline. Think about the most profound moments of new knowledge and revelation. Think about the most wonderful and deep times of worship. You see, all these things that we can at least picture in part are just glimpses of what we have to look forward to in heaven. They're shadows, they're foretastes of what's to come. But heaven is actually more than just about these things, this this pleasure and this enjoyment and all of these wonderful things that we've talked about. There's one pastor that really highlighted this well by asking this question that I'm going to read for you. It goes like this. The, The crucial question for our generation and for every generation is this. If you could have heaven with no sickness and with all the friends you have ever had on earth and with all the food you've ever liked and all the leisure activities that you've ever enjoyed and all the natural beauties you ever saw and all the physical pleasures you ever tasted and no human conflict or any natural disasters, could you be satisfied with heaven if Christ were not there? I think this is a really poignant question. And the answer from those of us who are Christians from the church needs to be a resounding no. Ultimately, you see, heaven is not about all this pleasure and enjoyment, although that absolutely will be there. Heaven is about being with God. To eternally experience his presence, to eternally and forever experience his blessing. And this isn't just my opinion. Listen to what the psalmist says in in Psalm 73, 25. He says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing I desire on earth besides you. Psalm 16, 11 says, In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yes, there are pleasures, but they're ultimately from being with at the right hand of God. You see, what makes heaven the most desirable place in the universe is God. So you may be sitting there thinking, well, okay, what does this have to do with our new series where we're talking about the promises of God, pondering the promises? Well, I want to ask you to come back to our key scripture so that we can answer that. John chapter 14 is where we are. This is the scripture that Hannah read for us earlier. Thank you, Hannah. John chapter 14. And what we have here is Jesus at the Last Supper with his disciples. And what he says to them, we'll start in verse 2, is this. He says, in my father's house, John 14, 2, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. You see... What heaven and the promises of God have to do with each other is that Jesus explicitly promises heaven being in his presence to his disciples, to his followers. So if you're a Christian, you're a disciple. And if you're a disciple, heaven is your home. Heaven is absolutely a promise that we should ponder, that we should consider and we should cling to. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 talks a lot about heaven and and how Jesus will return. And in verse 17, it says this, We will always be with the Lord. And yes, it's beautiful that it says we will be with the Lord, but I love that word always. 
You see, once we are with the Lord in heaven, that's how it will be forevermore. And this is absolutely a wonderful promise and a promise that we should look forward to. So how do we claim this wonderful promise? Who is this true for? Well, if you look back at verse 4 with me in the text, what you'll see is this. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas, one of the disciples, said to him, and I love this, Lord, we do not know where you were going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is a really famous passage. And what Jesus is simply saying here is, heaven is with me and I want you to be with me. And if you're my disciple, you will be with me. But not only that, I am the way to that place. You see, Jesus is the way to heaven. And Jesus is not only the way, he is the only way. No one of us deserves heaven. Now, let me be clear on this. None of us deserves heaven. You see, no one of us is righteous enough to, by ourselves, earn a place in heaven. Heaven is with and in the presence of a holy God, and all of us are sinful. There are things that separate us from God, and the only way for us to to be in heaven is through Jesus. You see, all who confess, all who proclaim Jesus as Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead are promised heaven. Romans 10 talks about this. So you may think, well, I don't know if God will accept me. Well, if you read Romans 10, which is a beautiful passage, we're not going to turn there now. But what you'll see there is that everyone, and it means everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you cry out to Jesus, you will be saved and heaven will be your home. And so what I put to you today is that this is truly good news. And it's especially good news in these troubling times. You see, I purposely held off on reading verse 1 until now. Jesus' disciples in this moment that we're reading about in John 14 were deeply troubled. They were in this moment where there was talk of Jesus' crucifixion. They didn't really understand it, but there was talk of Jesus' suffering. There was talk of betrayal. There was talk of denial. They were troubled. And we too in these times are troubled. We're in a world that's flipped on its head right now. And so what Jesus says in verse 1 is beautiful. It says here in verse 1, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. What Jesus is saying, hey guys, don't be troubled. Don't be upset. Don't be anxious because there's more than just this life. Ultimately, we will be together in heaven. And, and so what he does is he, he says, don't be troubled. Think about eternity. Think about what is to come. And all I want to simply do as we bring this thought to a close is to echo Jesus' words, to echo his sentiments and say, let's not be troubled. Let's not be anxious. Let's not be fearful in these times. But let's find peace and strength by reflecting on our eternal home with God. And so the question that I think begs to be asked now is what's stopping you from doing this? Are you not sure if heaven is where you're destined? Maybe some of you are watching this and you're like, yeah, I I don't know if, if I'm going to heaven. I don't know if heaven's real. I don't know if God's real. 
Those are real questions and real wrestlings. And what I want to encourage you with is that God is real. His word is true. And like I said, if, if we would believe, if we would confess him as Lord, we can be saved. We can know that we know where we're going. And so I want to encourage you, if you're wrestling with this today, right now is a moment that you can find an eternal hope. Maybe for some of us, we're struggling because we are troubled. And so if you're troubled today, and I'm sure you have good reason to be troubled, I want to encourage you with Jesus' words. These are not my words, they're Jesus' words. Let not your hearts be troubled. May those words just wash over you. And may there be a hope of something more for you today. Hope of the life that is to come with God for eternity. Third question for you. Maybe you're struggling today because you have a poor view of heaven. And what I want to encourage you with is, is coming back to that analogy of the holiday. You see, heaven is awesome. Where we're going and what we are going to be doing is awesome. And so I want to encourage you to think more about heaven. Maybe it's reading scriptures that talk about heaven. Maybe it's reading a book like the one I referenced earlier that talks about heaven to stir up your thoughts, to stir up your affections towards where you're headed. Heaven should be like the holiday that we're highly anticipating and that we're telling everybody about. And so I want to encourage you, believer, if you're a Christian, to, to have thoughts about heaven today, to think about we, where we are headed. And so let's lift our eyes. Let's not be troubled in this moment. Let's think and let's reflect on the truth of where we're going, the most desirable place in the universe, heaven, promised by God, to those of us who believe.